Good evening, I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer tonight. Brought to you by Cobra Grid Car Wash. Um, you guys, today was the perfect day to get a car wash, but Renee and I always tell you, there's never a bad day for a car wash. We've got a double header tonight. So Springfield has a new mayor, and Sean's been around for a long time. I'm watching his face to see how he responds to that. He's in the green room. Um, so he's been around a long time, but he's now the mayor, been on the city council for many years, and now he's the mayor. And we're going to find out kind of some new things going on in Springfield. First, we're going to start off with, though, up the McKinsey River. Um, as if they haven't had enough problems. Um, we have a wildfire that destroys, you know, 30 miles of, 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 of uh, highway road area and trees and houses and homes and people's lives and their livelihoods. Um, now they're having a lot of difficulty uh, getting <laughs> just rebuilding. The cost keeps going up. The county's kind of jacking some things up having troubles with ODOT, all kinds of things happening. And uh, people, I'm getting emails like you would not believe from people going, Rick, we need to talk about this. This is driving us crazy. So we're going to talk about that and talk about the city of Springfield coming right up on our show. And then the sliding glass door in my master bedroom blew in my- So Upper Camp Creek is evacuated. You can't erase the mistakes of your past without erasing the wisdom of your present. And there was a fear of getting blocked in. Welcome to In Bed with Rick Dancer, your chance to climb in bed with me. It's a sad story, but it's got, it's, it's where you get to help a local veteran and his family. Kathy and I are sitting in the truck just looking at our house and we started to cry. When she took the girls, my six-year-old little girl didn't have shoes on. I'm gonna take the first needle. This is gonna blow you guys away. I'm gonna do this right up close to you. I miss his uh, daily phone calls and text messages. To have a 10-year-old kid come on and just tell us some jokes is just so super charming. We need to find these people. So welcome to the show and I'm gonna bring on Deborah Wilhite. Hi, Deborah. How you doing? Great. So Deborah is a realtor upriver, but you're also, um, <laughs> unfortunately, one of the many people who also lost your home. Yes. And my son lived next door. He also lost his home. So talk to me about what's going on up there, because I know I'm getting emails like you would not believe. People are very frustrated. Yes, I would. Yes, and I would. I'm hearing it every day, too. Yeah. So what, what is some of the main concern? I know there's some concerns with FEMA and the county trying to get your, what was it, dangerous trees have to come off before something else has to happen. Talk to me about that. Yeah. Well, and thank you for letting me come on so that we could help people know that we're having a meeting on the 15th, uh, Locals Helping Locals, so that people can come and have an open forum. And we're going to have... Um, Heather Buck there and Matt McRae, he's from the Lane County Disaster Recovery and some people from Lane County so that people can ask their questions. And our hope is, is that they will understand the concerns that people are having and the fears. And um, like you say, it's like you've gone through this fire, which is horrific. It didn't, and it happens to each person individually, but then we have all these friends that are experiencing this same thing and then seeing all the beauty that's destroyed. So you start, that's the layer that everything's being built on. And then you're trying to move forward. And now you're at the point where you're dealing with Lane County. And um, there's a lot of things that don't make sense. Um, like I'm in the process of trying to get my building permit. So I don't want to say anything too bad about them because I do want to get my building permit. You know, <laughs> um, But 
you have they're requiring us to get a geotech report and that cost about fifteen hundred dollars and my i've been told and who knows if it's true that the reason that that all started was because there was something that happened over in florence which is in lane county so lane county wanted to minimize any um, liability that they might have and not being uh, responsible and having people do the right steps so now over here we're having to have that test which adds a lot of time and expense um they've also and I, then, go ahead the floodplain was was raised another foot oh, yeah do more money to build your house and yeah and yeah and then the other thing is is that i was surprised that there's another form it's a construction excise tax so what? What, 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 what's yeah that? yeah yeah so it's a a dollar five per foot um and i can understand if it's a brand new construction and you're new to the tax base and everything um but so that's that was kind of a surprise um that that's been added um and so the home that I used to have was a certain square footage, but we didn't want to rebuild there. And a friend who was too overwhelmed, she's in her 70s, she says, I don't want to start over. I'm just going to sell my lot. So we bought her lot. So even though we're putting a home that's the same square footage that we used to have, her lot was 500 square foot less um, her home was. So we're having to pay that difference of that excise tax. So it just kind of goes on. And then you've got to pay a surveyor and look at the site plan. And um, the other thing that was really ludicrous um, to me um, was today when I uh, called to find out where, or I emailed to find out where my plans were at and everything. Apparently they got in the box a little too late. So the planner uh, isn't going to look at him till he comes in again, because they're only going in one day a week for six hours at a time because of COVID. So, you know, that's the other interesting issue. So, and, and you guys said, you were talking to me on the phone the other day that you really have like three years to get everything done. Um, and, it, no. it's, and it's a slow process. You're, you keep getting slowed down by everything from tree cutting to ODOT. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and this is what's kind of funny is that it looked like nothing was going to get taken away with the debris removal with ODOT and everything. And uh, one of my friends had a, a surveyor scheduled to go out and survey where the, uh, the foundation was and everything today. And yesterday, the, uh, a crew showed up from ODOT. They were commissioned by ODOT and uh, hired by them, and they were removing everything. So it's like that's great that they're they're removing that their ODOTs have having these contractors come, but they're not notifying any of the people ahead of time, even though they have all of their contact information. It's like once you sign the right of entry, then they'll just come whenever they want. So it's ironic that the day before the the um, a surveyor is going to come and show where the foundation is it's removed so you're a realtor up there so how how many i mean every time i drive i was just over in sisters a couple weekends ago every time i drive over there i'm seeing more and more property for sale are people just get, getting and, and you wonder if that's why it's happening and, and i can say that because it's my show but if people just getting frustrated because you can say anything you want <laughs> i can't because the process is yeah. so bothersome and 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 they're paying so much money it's like they might as well just get rid of the lot 
and and get yeah. and go? Well, I think that um, it can seem like there's a lot more things for sale, but I haven't really seen proof of that. Uh, actually, what's interesting is I think a lot of people, because they're so overwhelmed, they're being they're saying to their neighbor, "I can't deal with this," and a neighbor is buying it. Uh, and so I've been trying to find out, working with a title company, what are the actual numbers? Because I keep hearing a lot of stories of people that are uh, working with uh, the McKinsey Trust or or different things like that, where they're not coming in to through RMLS and being on that site. There's a lot of sales happening though, and other ways. But yeah, a lot of people are very overwhelmed. Uh, another friend of mine just a day ago who had planned to build, but once she was dealing with Lane County, um, she just said, I, I just don't have the stomach for it after all the other fighting with the insurance company and everything else. So she's moving out of state and gonna talk to her neighbor about buying the lot. And you're, you're helping people because there's a lot, you were telling me about a lot the other day that's near some private or some McKinsey River, River Trust property. And the way things are going to change, you're going, you know what, you, you may not want to put all the money into this property and just go ahead and sell it. Yeah. I, and that, that's what we did. Um, and so I, I have a letter here because it's really daunting. Uh, you can go through and Lane County can say, okay, you can rebuild if they do say that. But I have an email here that ODOT said that they met in December to discuss the rebuilds and they met with Lane County and they said that if it's in their, their encroachments and they're not going to let you rebuild, even if you built there before. And we know it's a very long, narrow corridor. So a lot of things are within that right of way of the ODOT. So, so, so if they're in the right of way, so they're already, they've been told then to correct me if I'm wrong. So they've, they've been told they can build, but it may change because if ODOT comes in and says that's within our right, a right of way, that's, there's not enough room that's for you. What it, yeah, that's what my understanding is from basically what I'm being told. It doesn't matter if Lane County says it's okay. We may say it is not okay because you're within the right of way. So Eric just brings this up. Sorry, my train goes by every night. Um, I have my own train now. Just, you know, it's kind of a big deal. Um, he's, Eric says, people are hurting in the county and other agencies seem to be making it harder financially for people uh, to rebuild up there. It's really sad. Well, and we had a, a meeting where um, Heather Buck came and she said, well, the problem is, is that the um, planning department is self-funded, so we cannot help you with those fees. But I thought about that and I thought, well, the county can do anything it wants. It can pull money from here or there. It can buy a hotel for people. It, why can't it help people when they're trying to rebuild? Other counties are doing it that way. They may not currently be structured that way, but they can make any change they want. What is the most bothersome thing about this for you and, and the people you know, a Mary Ellen Wheeler called me and she said, Rick, people are just, they're just so frustrated. And and one thing I'm going to put out there to you folks in my audience and our audience out there, they need your help. So they need you at this meeting on Monday night at, at Blue River High School, right? McKinsey River High School in Blue River. Um, they need us there so that people can have numbers so that the county officials who are there and the people at this meeting will see that their support uh, for the people up the river, 
Um, otherwise, this is going it, to it's going to be just another meeting. And you guys really you're I mean, people were saying, how do we help? How do we come up and clean up? How do we do this? How do we do th this is a way. This is what they need right now. They honestly <laughs> this could be my title, Deborah. They need your body. <laughs> the McKinsey <laughs> River Valley needs your urban body at a meeting so that you can put the pressure back on to say, hold on. Yeah. And I want to say that some of the people have been very helpful and some act like they're, it's almost like, well, get on with your life. They're tired of hearing about it. It kind of feels like, and I feel like some of them feel like that they're out of touch and they think, well, there shouldn't have been a house there anyway. Um, so kind well, of disconnected that means to a person. Yeah, what's kind of interesting to me, and I'm not, a, I'm not a, an fit. I am a McKinsey River Valley neighbor, but I live on the Camp Creek end, not on the, the devastated end. But what I think is kind of interesting to me is when this first happened, how everything was about helping and we need to help rebuild. And then like everything, once the, the drama mm -hmm. is over, then it's like you guys have kind of feel, I, I know a lot of you feel like you have just been kicked to the curb and then you don't feel like your local leaders are really doing what they as much as they could to, you know, just give you give you some time to get this. And I know with the floodplain thing, there's three years that you can get in. But, but with other things, give you some time with this stuff and let you guys kind of get healed because you're not only emotionally a wreck, but you, you one person that wrote me, they have farmland. They haven't been able to rebuild their house because they're waiting because they have to have it cleared before they can then uh, start the, even the process to get a building permit. And so it's all these little hoops that people have to draw, hop through. And it's just making, it's making it more difficult for people who are already traumatized by losing their whole house and everything that they had in it. Mm -hmm. It's true. And the other thing, you get to this point and a lot of us, are still fighting with our insurance companies. Some of the insurance companies are not good to work with. You can have re really nice local agents, but so it's like you get weary. You're battling this, you're battling that, and now you're to the county. Right. Um, and with the, the insurance companies, you have to have it all cleared up within two years. So you have that added pressure within dealing with Lane County. Oh, so you have the insurance company has one standard, Lane County has a different standard. And so when somebody's only working once a week and to get you the information you need, that's another week off and then another week and another week, maybe they need to do something about that. That might be a good thing to change. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. With the, the new changes where um, they're saying that it's not as restrictive because we don't have access to a lot of the people, which is why we do appreciate when Lane County and different people are coming to these forums to help people can get their questions answered. Um, oh. The first one that we had um, in January, the end of January, I got information that my builder and my architect didn't know. And that is, um, they said, don't wait until you have all of the engineering and everything. If you have the site plan, you've got the geotech, you've got your plans, turn them in. And all of this other stuff can be happening well, it, instead of waiting. So that really helped a lot. Um, Penny, somebody named Penny's on here. She's a regular. She said and she's from Douglas County. Yes, you can come from Douglas County. We're all Oregonians and you can help. from <laughs> anywhere. 
Uh, they just want your body, Penny. Um, whatever you can do. Amy's on here says it's tough to jump through all the hoops and trying to figure out just how to survive. There's people up the McKenzie River living in tents and RVs and trailers and other people's. Uh, one lady I know is living in someone else's barn. So yeah, if you're mm -hmm. living like this, you have really bad internet, really bad phone service right now up there. And then you're dealing with this. It just doesn't seem right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Deborah, what, what time is the meeting? Six o'clock. So it's six and it is at, it's at McKinsey high school, which is in blue river, right? That is correct. It's going to be in the new gym. Okay. So that's where the meeting is this coming Monday night, six o'clock McKinsey high school in the gym at blue river. Deborah, thank you so much for coming on and talking with the for, yeah. for your neighbors and everything. And everybody in Blue River, please share this with other people. Um, anybody out there, share this with other folks too, because this was how the word gets out and they really do need our help right now. When people were talking about, hey, I wanna help go help clean their yards and I wanna give them food. This is what they need right now is they need your body. Deborah, thank you. All right. And I want to give a little shout out to Cobra Road Car Wash because they're our sponsor. And then we're going to be right here. Give me 45 seconds and we're going to have the new mayor of Springfield. So hold on. Well, hello, Renee. Hello, You're sponsoring the show tonight. So I thought I'd get some video going through the car wash. Is that OK? Absolutely. And it's a great day for a car wash. I'm so glad you're here. It's never it's a bad day. Never a bad day for a car wash. That is right. As you can see, everyone's coming. Watch the show tonight. I will. What time? Five o'clock. Yeah, we're going to have a heck of a time. I'm off here in a couple minutes. I will tune in at five o'clock. car wash they're a great sponsor jim is an awesome dude and so is renee she's not a dude but she's an awesome person and they let us come in and uh, and do all kinds of stuff and we modified that car wash show because we of covid so we've done that a little bit but let's get to our next topic and that is mayor sean van gordon hello sean hello how are you i'm so proud of you man i've known you for so many years and it's like you know You've quietly been serving, well, not so quietly, but you've been serving Springfield as a city councilor for how long? Since 2010. So that's a long time. Yeah. And and so the the mayor resigned and you then they picked you guys picked somebody to fill out her term. And that was you. And mm -hmm. so what what do you what what's the plan? Talk to me first of all. I saw where Southwest Airlines is going to be coming to Eugene, but yeah. that's still Eugene Springfield. And uh, Vani over at the chamber was giving you some props for that. So I think we should talk about that first since props, planes, get it? I know. You so, were a regular humor guy. Yeah, I, I, I could have done comedy, but instead I became a news anchor. So yeah. talk to me about that. What, what, what role this is and how good this is for Springfield and Eugene. So you know, we have such a great airport and a lot of times that, you know, when people think about the airport, they're like, oh, look, it's the Eugene airport and, you know, Springfield benefits economically from it. So this was, this actually, our role, my role in it was actually probably in the first week or so that, you know, I had become mayor. Um, when you try to attract um, different partners, 
into the region, there's just a lot of advocacy because they want to know that there's going to be business and there's going to be support for from the elected officials if they decide to sort of jump into the, you know, jump into the water here. So really, it was just kind of coming out as a city of Springfield and saying like, hey, yeah, we want Southwest Airlines here. It will be good for the community. And, you know, we're willing to support it as a community. Um, in economic development, they always talk about how important it is not only to talk to your staff, but also, you know, hear from the elected officials about what role they could play in the community. And I, I was pretty excited that they came here. Because they're going, I just noticed, I, I don't remember all the places they're going to go from, but nonstop Eugene to Bozeman, because my son lives in that area. So I paid attention to that one. But what else? Where else are they? Uh, I didn't see the full, I didn't see the full list yet. You, the, um, but they're, it's yeah. on the page, so people yeah. can go look. Yep. Yep. What other things are, I mean, do you kind of have on your wish list that now that you're, um, you know, the, the mayor, what, what are some things that people should know about Springfield? Our downtown is just absolutely amazing. I mean, I love, I still love when people come into downtown Springfield because that's where I hang out on Friday nights with my wife and they say, Oh my God, I didn't know all this was here. Yeah. You know, it's, we have to, you know, we have a really nice downtown now. It's, it's absolutely gorgeous. And that's been a ton of work by everybody to, to, to get it that far. Um, the big thing I think is always like, what's, well, what's the next phase? What's the next thing that, you know, we can do in a, in a place? Because the thing about downtown Springfield is it's got a distinct feeling to it, right? It's got those pedestrian lights and the great art and the great atmosphere. And like, when I think about the rest of the city, I always think about, okay, what can we do there to make it distinct, to give it a real nice feel for that district in that area? So they know not only am I in, you know, the Paramount uh, Center, but I'm in Springfield, Oregon, and I'm proud to be here. So what is In-N-Out? Is that In-N-Out Burger wanting to come here? Because I keep, people keep putting it on here. And I'm not I'm not in tune with this. Tell me, Mayor. So, so that that's the um, that came out in the ooh, KZI maybe yesterday um, is that. You know that in you know in and out's looking for a location here. Um, there, you know, it's not you know, and they have confirmed that they are looking locally for it. Um, you know, we've been as a city, you know, in talks with you know them for a while, but there's not it's not settled that it's going to happen. We all cross our fingers. We want them to come here. You know, I would love to have them here, and I would be excited if if, if they chose Springfield to make their new home. Um, but no details yet about it. It got it got reported as a conversation that's got some legs to it. So it's, um, it would be probably Gateway, is that right? Yes. Was there, is there anything else coming up to Gateway that wants to come to Gateway? I think I sort of saw that article, but I don't pay attention. I'm not a big fast food guy, so I don't really pay that much attention to that. What, you know, you're not an in and out guy, Rick? I, I don't get the magic. And, and for people who love them, I'm fine. This is not, please don't hate me because I don't care about in and out But I, I mean, it's business and I love business being here. Um, you know, it's like, but I'm one of those guys that, you know, what I love is I live on Camp Creek Road and I see every log truck and hear it that goes by my house. And every time I hear one go by, some neighbors complain. I sit there and go right on We're, we're that's that's those are people working, you know, and um, we, we got a great little town. What else is going on that you want to talk about? Well, there's a, there's a lot of great things going on. So like one of the things I wanted to talk about today was like Glenwood. Um, that's always something that's always near and dear to everybody's heart, right? Like they, they want to see us take off and do such a great job. And, you know, last year, you know, in the middle of COVID, it didn't get a lot of play, but we got our third hotel in Glenwood. Right? I know. That's, a really, that's a really big deal. 
and you know they're they're making a great run of it run of it down down there and then you know they broke ground on a warehouser regional head, headquarters in glenwood um which is brand you know is brand spanking new to get an office complex down there that's really cool stuff that's happening sean where's that i, didn't, I haven't seen that's, that so if you go down the mcveigh highway side so you hit the roundabout and you start heading south towards lcc it's down it's down there you can see it from the road and that's going to be warehouser's headquarters instead of being out on 42nd it's got it's not their plan it's their regional office headquarters okay and yeah. there, so i don't think people really understand how much land is in glenwood i mean because glenwood's not just what you drive through on franklin it goes no. wildish property and there's mm -hmm. i mean there's just a ton of property in there all you know, near the river and that can be really i mean it's going to be I remember covering this as a news guy. They said that was the elbow. That was the richest area that could be developed in Eugene Springfield. Yes. Because of its location and on the river and a boardwalk someday, maybe down by Roaring Rapids. And I mean, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And we've been working on that area for probably 10 years now. And, you know, like I tell people, like, you know, the, the magic that you see in downtown today was really, you know, the 08 through 2012 where we're doing, you know, closing bars and getting the jail set up and getting the art thing set up and the, you know, the pedestrian lighting and, you know, businesses are getting involved. So it takes a long time to sort of turn around areas, you know, and Glenwood's a, kind of a magical place, right? We're getting, you know, we've got a brand new road there. We've got pedestrian, you know, um, lights there, but it's really deep between where the road is and the river. There's a lot of land down there. And I think what people used to look at Glenwood and it was because it was kind of an eyesore. And now if they haven't driven through there with that new that new uh, road system with the roundabouts and stuff, yeah. that has that really cleaned up the area. And there's a lot of new businesses going in there. And a lot of the older businesses are really cleaning up and everything, too. So it looks it looks great in there, I think. Yeah. Like and that. And that's something that's been special about Springfield's history is how open for business we've historically been. Right. Like, you know, you have a lot of quiet things that always happen you know, in the, in the city. And, you know, like we talk about downtown all the time, cause that's where you and I, you know, see with our families, but, you know, you still have Wayfair that moved in, in the last couple of years up at, you know, up in gateway, you know, that it, so we have this whole huge story of strong economic growth. That is what our, what Springfield goes through. Don't you kind of love that? Cause Springfield was always, when I first moved here, kind of looked at, you know, looked a little bit down on compared to Eugene and stuff. And I think people, you know, people don't joke about it anymore. Um, people used to call it spring tucky and I get so offended at that term. And I tell people, if you're still saying that you haven't been there yet, because it is, it, we're a, we're a vibrant city and um, a lot of business moving into the area. And um, you guys have done a great job, I think. Yeah, it's, it's really taken the whole community, right? Like that's, you know, a little bit uh, of the catchphrase to say, but, you know, the city and Willamalane and the school district all working in, you know, businesses getting in and investing and making their properties special to attract new customers. It's, it's been really, it's really taken the whole community to get this far. But, you know. How long do you serve as mayor? I serve, um, I will serve until the election in November of not of 2022. So there will be an election to replace, you know, to be, you know, and I can run again, but there will be an election at that point. So what's the one thing in that time frame that you'd really like to see added that could be something that, you know, you have a, 
you know, I, 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 I want to say a feather in your cap, but I don't mean it that way. But I mean, if you've invested this much time in politics in Springfield, there's got to be something that you kind of go, you know, I'd really like my name on that. Um, the thing I'm going to answer your question two ways. One of the thing I want to definitely do is like, feel like we have footing past all the issues that we had in 2020. Um, and you know, that we're actually going forward as a community. That's not really a project per se, but that's, uh, you know, where we collectively felt like we were like, we're turning the corner from, you know, the economic challenges and COVID and, you know, just all the, all the list of challenges we went through 2020. Like that's really where I want to feel, feel like I made a difference is kind of get the community rallied to go, okay, what's the next thing we got to solve? How do we keep walking forward so that we can start to get to the big projects? There's been a couple big, um, smaller projects I've been really proud to be involved in. There's one called Fessel. It's kind of a funny name, but in um, in Springfield, Springfield School District doesn't match the city limits of Springfield, right? It's just how the government's sort of laying out. But literacy has always been really important to this community. And one of the, the community projects we've had is to essentially come up with money so that if you live outside of the city limits, but inside of the school district that if you're a school kid that you can get a library card. Oh, wow. uh, yeah. So it's, it's easy. It's simple. It promotes, you know, our values as a community. Um, but you know, just to be able to get the school district and the rotaries behind it to get, make sure that that program stays funded has actually been something that's been pretty important that we've gotten done in the last probably 30 days or so. Well, um, I don't live in the city limits, but so I can't vote for you or do anything like that. But my personal wish list, is that you guys would push the urban growth boundary issue because housing is going up so high because we have not extended that urban growth boundary for over 30 years. And it's got it, you know, there's new housing going in over off of um, Mohawk. I just saw yeah. that 100 acre lot over there. Yeah. So new housing there, but I mean, young families can't afford homes because with the, the I, I mean, it's scarcity, it's like, kind of simple economics, you know, if you don't There's have 700 units that are supposed to go over in that area uh, around Marcola. Um, so that off of Springfield It's kind of, I, for you guys that don't know what we're talking about, it's by Albertsons in Springfield on Marcola. There's a big hundred acre field there and it was going to be a Lowe's back in the time people were talking about it, but now it's actually, so how many houses? 700. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, but let's just talk about it. it's um, like our housing problems, like, everybody's got the same problem, but it's an easy problem and a hard problem at the same time. It's easy because we just got to physically build homes, but it's hard because it's going to take time and it's going to take planning. The last couple of years, we, we've built more homes. Like the council's really started to focus this probably four years ago. And, you know, our residential permits that we keep giving out sort of keep going up and up and up, but it's going to take a long time before we really turn the corner on this housing problem. Right. But at the end of the day, right, like we want people to be in this community. We want you to be able to afford your housing in this community, raise your kids and have a good job here. And that's what we're trying to do. All right. Sean, anything else you want to talk about before that I haven't brought up? Well, did one of the most interesting things has just been like, what does pu public participation look like, you know, in the place that, um, you know, in a world that's almost all, all virtual? Well, one of the experiences as an elected official, you know, for 10 years, we haven't really seen a lot of people come into City Hall to, you know, unless something's actually been wrong. And really, as we've kind of gone into this new um, remote environment, we just see a lot more participation across, because you can log on and see City Council happen. Oh, that's a, 
Because, so, yeah, I remember as a news guy, that used to be so frustrating because you cover a story, and I know it was for a politician, too, or, or a, a local leader, is because people would never say anything, and then you guys would be going through all these processes because people never went to the meetings, and then all of a sudden something happened, and then they all start bitching. And it's like, you know, if, if you get in the process, so this way people can just go on to your meetings they don't have to because most of us are too busy to drive to City Hall and sit in a meeting. That, Sean, that's pretty exciting because we want people to be involved in this so that we yeah. can make sure they're watching you guys, right? And you got to keep an eye on us, right? Well, but, but I think so. I, I'm not doing it anymore, so somebody better be. Yeah, and and that's probably the, one of the biggest changes we've seen since um, you know since 2020 is you know we probably get 30 to I don't know maybe 60 people who watch on any given you know on. And you can go on, right? Like if people, I've asked people that, you know, and they're like, oh yeah, we're watching it when we're playing cards is, you know, a couple or making pasta for the kids, right? Just to try to listen to see what's going on. But like, everybody's more than welcome to come down, see it, give comments, but now you can do it from the, the comfort of your own home. So how do they just go on the city website? City mm -hmm. Yep, under city council, there is a link that says for city council meetings. And then there's a link for the meeting and you can watch our smiling faces, and um, and then we'll give you instructions at the start of every meeting on how to give comment. And if people um, do want to get a hold of you, I always tell people write. You can they can write a letter to all of you, right? At one yes. point, yeah, and everybody will get it. And I always kind of preach that be kind because um, if you're rude, like I don't answer emails that start off with Rick, you're an idiot. <laughs> So yeah. don't anybody ever write me one like that because I do not answer them. But you are there for us. You you do work for us. Yeah. So I love getting emails. Um, everybody on the council loves responding to emails. So feel free. Um, you can look up our email addresses on the city council website. Um, but like, you know, everybody reads every email that they get. Um, if there's questions, people get responses back. Sometimes people reach out to me on Facebook and say, hey, what's going on with this? Um, one of the best parts of being an elected official is getting to engage with people and just answer questions about, you know, what what's going on and why and how can you help? And I would just encourage people to just be involved um, because it makes the process better. OK, so the last thing, um, married kids, how many? Um, you don't have to get names, but I just want kind of people to have a feel for who you are. Um, married to my high school sweetheart and debate partner, right? So there's always a great story about how, you know, my, I ended up married with my debate partner. Uh, two kids. Um, so we have twin girls who are four and they are just an absolute blast. So you're used to negotiating. <laughs> <laughs> um, every once in a while you can hear the kids on, um, on a, on a city council and a city council meeting because, you know, they're four. So, you know, we get an occasional, you know, re rendition of Frozen uh, through the wall. Well, that's real life. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's pretty exciting. They're, they keep trying to convince me that they want to go to a meeting, too. And um, I'm like, no, you got plenty of time to do that. You go play. You can Zoom meeting later. Well, I, I still have a son who calls up and goes, Dad, you put something on there. And those the people need to change this about the thing. So it's like he's in Portland and he's still watching his dad. So it doesn't ever end. Yeah. Hey, Sean Dan Gordon, Mayor of Springfield, thank you so much for joining us and giving us some time. And it's nice to have you on. And congratulations. I was real proud. I was pretty happy when you got that. Thank you so much. Good seeing you, Rick. All right. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, Sean. All right, you guys. So that is your mayor and if you live in Springfield. And so, again, Monday night meeting, uh, McKenzie River High School in Blue River. 
They need bodies there. They need people there that can help support them. We all wanted to support them. Um, I have a show where I'd be there that night, but we please go show up and help, help me help them um, just to be a body and somebody that can help there. And, uh, and then Springfield, fun, fun, fun stuff to hear what's going on in downtown Springfield and Gateway and Glenwood, which is part of Springfield. Um, and to know that things are moving along. And if you are um, somebody in a business in Springfield and you don't feel real connected, um, really you should look at the Chamber of Commerce. They're not paying me to say this, um, but Bonnie is the director over there. And if, if you wanna be connected with Springfield and know what's happening and be part of a positive solution, that's a way to do it. You can get involved with the uh, Chamber in Springfield and be part of that whole process. Um, and to find out more about that, just go on the Chamber's site. It's like, I think, Vani, are you on here? Yeah. Vani, would you put the Chamber um, website or how they get you in the comment section there? And then you can just link on that and you can go find out more information about how to get there. Okay. Um, so, um, God, I love stuff like this. This is, and, and I love my favorite part of the whole day was, um, this in terms of Springfield was to find out that more of us are watching those city council meetings because that's a, that's because if we've learned anything from the last year, so we have to be involved. We have to use our voice. We have to be intelligent about it, but we have to be part of the process. Um, you know, the, these folks that we elect work for us and we need to tell them and instruct them on what we want them to do. But we cannot do that if we are not involved in paying attention. And the fact that more Springfield people are paying attention, uh, I, that's why I live here and I love it. All right, again, our sponsor, Cobra Bread Car Wash. If you like our product, if you like what we do, please support our sponsors. So tomorrow's gonna be Friday, it's gonna be a beautiful day. Go wash your rig, because it's super dirty. And if you're driving around with an ugly, dirty rig, ugh, shame on you. <laughs> All right, tomorrow, no shows, I'm gonna be out up the McKinsey tomorrow with the Oregon, uh, with the OFIC. We're shooting a video on timber and uh, restoring timber, uh, cutting timber, and I get to go out and be a logger all day. So I'm gonna be up the river tomorrow. And uh, so if you're out there, you McKinsey folks, um, say hi, wave, you'll see me with my camera out shooting a bunch of video. All right, have a good night, enjoy yourself. Remember, don't let anybody rob you of your peace. Thank you.